Where do you rank Jay-Z among the all-time greats? It's big and whole. Which one's which one's one? I just said it. It's big and whole. Okay. Jay is definitely in the top ten. I will put him number one. Number one. Because of the longevity. Yeah. I mean, that's you the can't whole beat longevity, we- man. Just in terms of the influence he's had over building hip hop and building the culture up to what it is today, it's 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 crazy to think that back then people said it wouldn't last. It's between him and Nas for me. It depends on the day. It depends on how, like, if one of them just put an album out. I'm going to say the greatest ever. The greatest. Yeah. The greatest. Yeah. Hey, good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night. And good night, Jay-Z. Jay-Z. As today, we bid farewell to the season of One Ep that was Jay-Z. Hey yo, what's up? I'm Cypher Sound. Yo, what's really hood, motherfucker? This is Peter Rosenberg. And we on the Juan Ep Podcast. That's what you're listening to right now. That's right, man. Podcasting straight from the streets for your motherfucking mind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hold this. This is straight thugonomics. Hold this. Hold this. Now, by the way, Wednesday night when Cypher and I are at Bowery Ballroom spinning the greatest hip-hop of all time. Tickets available right now. Ticket Fly, Eventbrite. Um... You know someone's going to come up to us and argue with us about the MonsterVerse and try to hit us with some, yo, man, y'all don't understand. Let me break it down right. for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, that's why I We're hate gonna... people like y'all because y'all don't know where he be taking the rhymes. Yeah, that's the problem is that y'all don't get it. Um, anyways, we've spent this entire season figuring out everything about Jay-Z and ultimately trying to answer the question, is Jay-Z the greatest? And if so, why? And let me just say, boy, am I ready to be done with it. <laughs> Are you sick of talking about Jay-Z? I, I'll be honest. I'm I'm excited for this episode, but I'm ready. I'm how ready excited, to move on. How exciting was it in the beginning of this process oh. to go back and listen to old Jay and be like, oh, shit, I forgot about this, or this one was fire. It made me appreciate some albums that I didn't necessarily appreciate yeah. beforehand the same way. Yeah, on our research vibes. Yeah. But now I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, okay, you're the greatest. Let's move on. Um, but, Saif, before we move on, we brought in a special guest today. What up? Oh, it's Talib Kweli. Hey, what? What's good? A, an, a, an original one-up guest from the early years. Yeah, y'all was early with the podcasting. Yeah, it now was. Yeah, y'all was. I mean, as far as in the hip-hop space, definitely early. What? We're the, no, we're the old-school dudes who, like, you know, the old-school rappers who never got paid who are standing outside the club, right. plus 16, trying to get in. Right, you're the cool herc of uh, podcasting, <laughs> hip-hop podcasting. <laughs> I know. Y'all don't understand. No, we're more like Grandmaster Kaz. Like, really didn't get the credit that we quite deserve. Right, right. right. I was the there. Input. I was right there. I seen it all go down. That's us. Yeah. That's us. We're outside yeah, the club. Yeah, because even cool herc it gets mentioned. Right. He doesn't get anything for it, but he gets mentioned. Well, like right. Cool Herc, for example, like when he goes to a Jay-Z concert, Jay-Z will call him out and like, right. be like, y'all, it's, this is Cool Herc. Right. right. We, that's not us. No. No one's, no one's even, maybe Talib would give us yeah, a Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have y'all in my pocket, but, you know. We can't wait. Show. That's not. Y'all okay. can come individually together. Whatever. Really? The last, I would love that. The last message I sent Kwali was about how amazing your show is. I appreciated and, the message. And I said, stop being good at what we do because we can't do what you do, you piece of shit. <laughs> I, by the way, that's a that's great like, point. That's yeah. verbatim of what he wrote. <laughs> I haven't heard it yet. I've only oh, heard man. great things. Mm-hmm. So good. But it's such a good fit. Because so if, good. If, I was, if I was ever to complain about quality as a rapper, I'd be like... He's try- talking he too, much. too much. He's trying to get too many words in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's amazing to me that 
with all the time and effort and energy and blood and sweat and tears, I put into making a song. In today's marketplace, me having a conversation is worth more to a lot of people. Like, they'll hear a song and be like, that's cool. But then they'll they'll hit me about a podcast like, I oh know. my God, that was amazing. I'm like, you, you mean the thing we was just sitting around talking we shit? We were just bullshitting. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing to you? Right. You but, know how much work I put into this song? Yeah. and it's, it's, Yeah, it's, but I, but your conversations are different, quality. But that's, I, I, I do know that, and I think that you that's You're realizing that, right? Well, I'm, what I'm realizing is the experience, the uniqueness of, of my journey and, and my experience and who I've become and what I've done has made my conversation worthy. I know that, and also it makes me realize how people in general don't know how to talk to each other anymore. Mm. That's a whole you other know, thing. They're on social yep. media. They're not paying attention to each other. When they do talk, it's about winning a debate as opposed to the conversation. Know, yeah, and it's like That's so true. when they see people have conversations, they're blown the fuck. They're away. like, "What is this?" Yeah, they don't they have no reference. For it. Right. Yeah, hip hop, I think, lends itself to the podcast space in a very real way because of that. That's a good point. I never thought about it that way, but hip hop is a actually very intellectual field. Yeah, you it's gotta a, be you gotta be a nerd to be a good rapper. Right. And to be anyone who's into it's a real nerd. Yeah. Even the thugs who make hip hop are usually the nerds of their crew. Yeah. Oh, you know absolutely. Absolutely. They may seem like thugs in our nerdy hip hop sphere, but in their crew, they're yeah. the nerds. Yeah. Right. But there's also nerds that will knock you the fuck out. But yo, LP shit, you had he had LP from Company Flow. Yeah. Or as you guys might know, run the jewels. Robert <laughs> Glasper was amazing. But yeah. like, here's what I'm saying about you, Qua. These recorded conversations that you're now putting out in your show, mm -hmm. uh, People's Party. Yes. Uh, is great. I've had these conversations with Quali since 98, 99. I've been seeing them. Man, and Cypher's a black star DJ. Man, he was an A&R Ruckus when but, I was but, a Ruckus. But that's what I'm saying. Like The shows, the hip-hop, the rap, all that shit is great. But the backstage or the on the way to the venue or like mm -hmm. last time I had a good convo with Quali, we were at Hollywood. Real quick, name drops coming soon. Go yeah, ahead. Keep going. A bunch of name drops. <laughs> Here it comes. Let's what was it. it? Dave Chappelle, Lauren Hill show in L.A. Yeah. Was that it was, what was that? The, it, Hollywood the, Bowl? The, or? Yeah, the, the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. Hollywood Bowl. Uh, De, De La Soul. Ooh. Michelle La Wolf Soul. was there. Yeah. Donnell Rollins. Uh, Black Eyed Peas. Okay. Who I've never really met all together. We were having a great convo. And Kwali was explaining there was some issue with Lauren Hill and Robert Glasper and oh, yeah. which I didn't know about. Right. And then I learned all about it from that conversation. It's always the best, man. Right. But we talked about that on my podcast. We I, I spoke to Robert about that. We got of into course. That. Now, now, by the way, when it, when you guys are listening to this, I want you to know that tomorrow night, yeah. the night before Thanksgiving. Right. Our one at party is going down. Yes. I, Saif, can you show Kwali the flyer? I think you'll like it. I Wait, where y'all doing it at? We're doing it at Bowery Ballroom. We would love if you'd come hang out. It's I'm your, from Midtown. It's your, it's your kind of scene. It's going to be the best hip-hop ever oh, made. You're still a scenester, am I? Well, no, no. <laughs> when I say your scene, I mean good hip-hop scene. No, I know what you mean. The pure shit. Being facetious. Okay, good. It's going to be high row. It's mm -hmm. going to be raucous. It's going to mm -hmm. be um, Snoop and Dre. What do you think of our flyer? What do you think of this? <laughs> we went really creative. What are your thoughts? <laughs> this looks like some... Uh, T-shirts I be seeing on the road. Oh, really? Yeah, this looks like an actual Black Star uh, bootleg T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, it is. Hey, you guys took that logo, by the way, from um, Gum, right? Wasn't it a playoff one of the, like, um, why was it that I think it was a playoff of one of the Gum brands? No, you talking about Bubblicious? A... Not Bubblicious. 
Wait, uh, you're talking about the definition? The lettering? He's talking about the lettering? You're talking about the... Yeah, I don't know what I thought. Yeah, yeah I don't know. The lettering for sure. The lettering maybe is what reminds me of Bubblicious. That's what I'm I'm thinking, but I never thought about that. Well, I don't know. That. Maybe it was Wrigley's? I don't know what I thought. I'm going to find <laughs> it and show it to you. Okay. But either way, I think we make your flyer more handsome. I think we made it a better looking <laughs> black star. And you know, and then we're calling the party definition too. We okay. didn't realize we were biting you so bad. Okay, well, can I, you know, get a cut or something? You get, yo, you plus three? Yeah, I mean, you know, get bottle service or something. Yeah, yo, what kind of bottles Wait, are you, you think, drinking? Hold on. You That's think, easy. I don't fall for that bottle service. That I know how much the bottles really cost. <laughs> <laughs> you think at a one-up event where we're trying to play all our favorite hip-hop, which is Tribe, Boot mm -hmm. Camp, Black Star, Pharrell Monch, you think we're going to have bottle service? Absolutely. You don't think we will? Absolutely. If we have bottle I go service, to, I, I go to all the real hip-hop shit. I go to Toka Tuesdays. Yeah. And I go to the bar and I buy a bottle. Do you really? Yeah. Buying absolutely. a bottle at the bar and bottle service. No, I and then I different. serve myself the bottle. <laughs> I, find, I get a VIP section. I, there is no VIP section at these parties. I make one. You make one. Yeah, I, I want to be comfortable. I'm I'm in my forties. So, I don't just be so do out, you do hanging you, out with everybody? Do you go out <laughs> often? Do you, how often do you pop by Toka Tuesday? Um, you know that's one of my favorite parties of all time. It's so good. Um, I I I used to siphon those. You know, I used to party a lot. Yeah. I party. I I, I partied so much. I had to slow down. You know what I'm saying? Like I was like, if people people think of my music, they they don't necessarily think of me going out to clubs all the time. But that's I, I think maybe that kind of pushed me to go out more. Really? You know what I'm saying? Like I used to, you know, I used to go out. Yeah. From the very beginning. From the very beginning, I, I started my but, career working for Jessica Rosenblum and oh, yeah, Funkmaster right. Flex, DJ Enough, and rest in peace, Big Cap. And I was at the Tunnel and and and, and the Supper Club and all these places. I was out, you know. So I I learned that go lifestyle. I had to I had to pull back from that to become a, a rap artist. I was spending too much time going to nightclubs when I was yeah. a teenager. So then how extra happy were you when you had club records? Oh, yeah, it was great. You know, it's, the funniest shit is, like, you being go to Atlanta, right? And it's like, you know, Atlanta, if you go to a strip club and you're a rapper, they got to play your record. But my, the, I got songs yeah. that I think work in a strip club. But Get By might not be one of them songs. A DJ in Atlanta that's DJ in a strip club the only record he got in his crate by me is Get By. Yeah. That's not going to work at the strip club. And I've seen it not work. What about the blast? You can make the blast work, could See, you? I'm saying like a DJ, he might have a blast, but even the blast, like yeah. I've seen strippers like half-heartedly dancing <laughs> to, my shit, like, to my shit. like Feeling guilty? <laughs> like, I feel like I should be reading right now. <laughs> so, you know, you run into that, but you know, I've, I've, I've enjoyed... Um, you know, get by really more than any other song. I have songs that were technically hits on the radio, but uh, you know, get by is a is a part of the culture in a way that a, a no, lot of my other is your, not. Get by is your free bird. That's my free bird. Now, now speaking of which, yeah, that's great, exactly why. Great starting point. Sugu. Sorry. <laughs> Segway. A great sugu. A great sugu. That's correct. <laughs> so, how did the Jay Z get by thing happen? Um, so, you know, being from Brooklyn, Jay-Z is, of course, one of my favorite MCs. And, and me being an MC and him being such a legendary MC, I always had a, a reverence and respect for Jay-Z. Um, and I feel like I feel like I was a little early on, on Jay-Z. I feel like when I was listening to Reasonable Doubt, a lot of people uh, just around me mm -hmm. in, the, in the world just was not listening, checking for that album. You're saying after it was out? I'm talking about when it first dropped. It was dropped. released. It was yeah, out. Yeah, I'm talking about like, you know, when the first when Dead, Pres Dead Presidents came out yeah. and then the album came out. 
when like he was bubbling with a single with Mary J. Blige. Right. Mm-hmm. That era. Yeah. Like I was like, I didn't like that song per se. It felt too radio to my sensibilities at that time. But the album in, in general, I was like, yo, there's something going on with this Jay-Z yeah. guy. Like I, I, it blew me away. Reasonable, reasonable doubt blew me away. Being from Brooklyn is an extra reasoning for that? Yeah, absolutely. Hip hop is very regional more than most things. So just the added pride mm-hmm. of him being from Brooklyn and, and then the lineage of, of Big Daddy Kane. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, and, and knowing he yeah, comes from right. that lineage, you know? So when I met Jay-Z, I met him at Lincoln Center, this thing he was doing with The Roots. The time that I met Jay-Z is on the internet. It's on what? YouTube. I'm super nervous because Jay was a hero of mine. At this point, like... um, And you're already out at this point. The blast was out. I was working on Get By when I met him. He's like, yeah, you know, that, um, Dream Hampton was... told me about you. And I'm so nervous that I'm I'm saying yo and you know what I'm saying way too much. <laughs> I'm like, yo, it's Jay-Z, you know what I'm saying? You know, artists like, you know what I'm saying? Like him, when I hang out with him, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just so honored to, you know what I'm saying? Me, him, you know what I'm saying? Hey, where, where, why were you saying that? Because I was just, I was nervous. Was, you were saying that to him? I was saying, somebody was interviewing us. So, so oh, they I They were see. like, so Kwali, you meeting Jay-Z. Oh, How does it feel? Oh, you know what I'm okay. saying? That is so somewhere there was a camera involved. Yeah, somehow, right? yeah, yeah. And um, he gave me his two-way pin, like we put our little big. two-ways. Yeah, yeah, big yeah. moment. That's the beam, big. The beam shit. Yeah, and um, that's still the only number Sife has for him. Is his old two-way. <laughs> his old just, two-way. I just tried it the other day. <laughs> you didn't get a beam. So back. did you? So after the beam. So I I was working on. So get by came out shortly after that, and um, it was bubbling. Oh, and this um, is the out. This is your first. Album. Solo album. Solo album. Yeah. Talib solo, not yeah. Reflection. Black Star was out. Now, Black Star was out. Reflection Eternal was out. So the Black Star thing had hit, and that was a big thing. And the Reflection Eternal thing was 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 a big Blast thing. Blast is on. The Blast was playing. Reflection Eternal? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So now it's Talib Kweli's solo album. Right. And Jay-Z had, um. okay, so DJ Clue had a show on, on Mondays. Mm-hmm. Um, And he used to have, tape. yeah, he used to have people come up and rap. And there was a rapper rapping and... In 97, we dropped Fortify Live. Mm. Right. And there was a rapper rapping on it. You're getting worse at these by the day. <laughs> but there's a rapper rapping on it, and um, Jay was in the, in the studio. Jay says he gonna rap. Clue switches the beat to something else. Oh. And Jay's like, no, 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 no. Put that other beat back on. Shit. You know what I'm saying? And he raps to, for, uh, to Fortify Live. And he's like, I like that. that. So this, that's, when that dropped, that was the first time I was like, I'm on Jay-Z radar. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Because um, he's rapping on your record. Yeah, he's rapping on my beat. I don't think he knew. He just liked the way it felt. He, yeah. like, like he heard, I could tell he was like... Which is an interesting choice because that's a... That, yeah, to me, that sounds like a tough record. It's, to it's, it's that's, a rapper, that's a rapper beat. Yeah. It's a rapper. Because it's like open, like... So like there's like mm-hmm. open spots. Rappers love that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... um. I I two way I sent him a two way page and I was like, um, will you be on the Get By remix? And he was not like, hello? hello. No, I was like, hey, what's up, peace. We, yeah. we, we want to know, know the whole thing. Yeah, I, I don't remember the exact wordage, but um, <laughs> he was like, yeah, no problem. Send me the beat. So I sent him the beat, right? And so for like three months, I would hit him sporadically, like, yeah. hey, just checking in. Yeah. Uh, isn't that the worst? Right. And he would, and I think I did it like four or five times. No reply. No reply. Zero reply. Zero reply. Wow. And then uh, like three months later, I got a two way page from Jay Z and it said, What's your email address? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and I gave it to him and then he sent the record. And I said, I said, Thank you. This is beautiful. He was like, No problem. Um, and then I and then I put it out, and then there was a cease and desist. You know what I'm saying? Wait, from Def Jam? No, yeah. there was no deal? No, it was just like, I would see, 
you know, back in the day, that was like the white label era. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, I got the I got the I got the J Ramen on the beat, and I had I had the session. Yeah. And I laid a verse. I laid an eight bar verse. Like in the the day I got the session, I laid eight bars. I was like, I'm gonna come back and add another eight bars, right? Right. And then Kanye was I was working in Platinum Island, and um, Kanye was working next door, and he was like, Oh man, this is crazy. He but was Kanye like, did the beat. He did the beat, right? But he didn't. He didn't connect me with Jay for the remix. You did that on your I, own. I, yeah, I, I'm playing him the Jay verse. Okay, so this is months later. He already did the beat. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. He probably gave you the beat a year ago. Or yeah, yeah, some yeah. Shit. My record's already out. Quality's right. out. I'm playing him the shit. And the original version's already doing right. it. Yeah, yeah. Right, so right, it's right. bubbling. Yeah. Um, and it was a good record for Kanye. I mean, at yeah. this point, Kanye doesn't have a million hits. This, this is, is yeah. This is the record that established Kanye as a real producer. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like people, people, people gave Kanye. People respected what he did with Jay Z, but it's Jay Z. Yeah, it's so be it's so big. Yeah, that people ain't really paying it. Like on Get By, he was able to shine. Right, you know, and um, him and Most was in the studio, and they were so excited as I was by this Jay Z verse. Right, so I went to do something. I don't remember what to do, and they laid verses. Well, right? you weren't even there. Yeah, I wasn't there. Um, if you listen to that Get By remix. Most verse might be 36 bars. Yeah. Kanye verse, place, yeah. verse 24 bars. Nothing makes sense. My verse is eight bars. I, I, I always notice that. This is I the did reason. I always notice that. When Kanye, now DJ Enough was very instrumental, um, as well as yourself, in breaking the blast and get by. Enough was very, 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 Kanye had a close relationship with Enough. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, Kanye's a heavy hitter. Yeah, it was heavy hitter. It was the heavy, yeah, that era, right? And so Kanye... Kanye and most recorded their versions, their verses, and took that to, to enough. And I remember that same with, night with Jay on it. Jay's 16 bar verse, my eight bar verse, and then they long ass <laughs> verses. Now, what they didn't know was I also had a verse from Buster. Buster, you already had But the... I didn't have it. It wasn't on that on mix. That session, right. Right. So they took a version to enough that enough played that night. And that became what enough what? played that night became the official get by remix that if you bought if you went to like rock and soul and bought the white label, you get in the version that enough played that night. Oh shit. You know what I'm saying? And so we did a version, we added the Buster verse. Now, yeah. The version most people know is on J, me, Kanye, most, or most Kanye, whatever, right? Yeah. And then there's the Raucous version, which was J, me, Buster. I think that's it. And then there's another version because 50 had rapped on it on a mixtape and then Snoop had did his own version. So oh, yeah, there's a, a Snoop version there's a Snoop, too. There's a, there's a version with all of us Wait, on the Raucous one doesn't have most? Maybe it does. I don't think it does. I, the, it okay, doesn't have Kanye. No, I think it has most. I think the Raucous version's you, Jay, Busta. Most, and Busta. No, it's yeah, Busta. Busta. definitely. No, but no Kanye. Okay. Everyone, I don't, I don't, I don't think the one I have has Kanye right Oh, I have all of them. But there was a cease and desist, so it never. So where did the cease and desist come from? From Def Jam, Leo Cohen era. Def so Jam. Hove wasn't able to tell them like, hey. Yeah, I mean, it's just, this is not the first time it's happened in my career where it's like, you get a, you know, like, I, you know, and this was Hove. Think about this. Hove was still on Def Jam. Mm -hmm. He was obviously not happy at that time. Because he was very much in the, he was getting ready to leave and be like, I need my Illmatic record back. And it was like, that was a, it was that he's, I'm, I'm sure he's still cool with all the people. It's too much money involved for them to not be cool. You know what I'm saying? But I think that things like that is probably why he wanted to be away from Def Jam. I'm right. not saying he left Def Jam because he, because it get by, yeah, but, but the, the idea that, that, that someone could do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the funny thing is, and I'm speaking not 100%, but I remember hearing stuff like, 
one of the reasons or one of the caveats for him becoming president of Def Jam mm-hmm. was to eventually get Reasonable Doubt back to him. Yeah, yeah, ownership. I've heard that many times. Like, he's like, yeah, I'll be president, but here's part of the deal. And they're like, God right. damn it, he wants this record so badly. As he should. Of course. Wait, um, they got re- Def Jam had gotten Reasonable Doubt from Priority? Yeah, somehow they, they they'd gotten it over. Once Jay got, from what I understand, once he got Reasonable Doubt, that's when it became Rock Nation everything. Yeah. From the time he got Reasonable Doubt, yes, yes. that's when it's like, nah, I'm just doing this. Yeah, I'm just doing my own. It's interesting that that was such the important piece. That's his, that's his baby. You know what I'm saying? It's firstborn. Yeah, that's that's really the true. First one, like, and if you remember, classic. Jay said he was going to retire after that. Like Jay, when he dropped Reasonable right. Doubt, he was like, "This is it. I'm doing one album. I'm yeah, out the album. game." Yeah, not exactly how it played out, but yeah. you know. So real quick, before we break down Jay-Z, one more thing about you and Jay-Z. What did your relationship turn into after that? Anything? Jay-Z is the type of person who, for me, you know, I've not been in a lot of rooms with Jay-Z. But, you know, whenever I am, it's just very respectful and a very humbling experience. He's very gracious, very gracious host anytime I've, I've met him or seen him or been around him. You know, him him, him jumping on that, that Get By remix was very, very helpful to my career. It's something that always going to connect me to Jay-Z in, in a certain way. Okay, so when when uh the shit happened with him and R. Kelly, right? When R. Kelly got maced at Madison Square Garden. Yes, when the tour blew up. Yeah, he kept going on the tour and he called the Jay-Z and Friends. And because of the success of Goodbye, mm. um, he had me come and perform at the Meadowlands for one of them shows. And that's one of my greatest He did the song experience. with you? No, he didn't do the song with me. I just did You just went and did your own set. Yeah, but I just came out I just came out and did that song. Oh, one song, that's it. Just one song. It was like, ladies and gentlemen, Talib Kweli. Yeah, I did doom, the song. Doom, that's yeah. it. But still, I mean, it's like you know, who? How many people get to perform at the Meadowlands? I mean, Hot ninety seven does their thing every year to Summer Jam, but you know, even besides like that, that, yeah, no. you know, I saw Jay Z and Beyonce at the Meadowlands a couple years ago. Now, yeah. how big a deal was it when Jay referenced to you on Moment yeah, of Clarity? Line. Yeah, so with the that, line. Yeah, so with that, I was you know I was working very hard. And I was working very hard to impress MCs. And then it's interesting, it was Busta that called me about it. He, there was like advanced copies floating around. I was in the studio working on Beautiful Struggle. Busta's always been an early version of Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Busta's the, Busta's Busta the is, network. Busta knows everything. He's the network. He was like, yo, you know, the God Hoves looted you. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how he said it. Yeah, that like, is exactly how he said he it. He was like, yeah, he told me to check it out. And I checked it out. And, you know, I loved it. But what's deeper than that is he wrote the book. Um, decoded his name. Mm-hmm. That's right. And he mentions me in the book a couple of times. He mentions why he he talks about why he s- said that lyric, and then he mentions me as a, as a, as an MC that he likes. So I mean, beyond him saying that on the record, like Man. for him to write it in his book, wow, is uh, that's uh, uh, most well, people don't know it. about that one. That's almost that shocking. It's almost like you must yeah. be like, what the? F-? Yeah, and and for me to be on Jay Z's mind when he's writing his book, and when he's doing what what he said was his last album. But more importantly, with the Black Album, he was like, this is it. I remember going to that show at Madison Square Garden. I flew from L.A. to New York because Jay-Z was like, this is my last show ever. And you were <laughs> like, I'm not missing this. I'm not missing this. I went to the, to the, the I remember, I remember the, how the, how the crowd was like, hova, when he was doing Encore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, you know what I'm saying? That shit was crazy. I'd never seen anything like that. I've never seen anything like that. And um, he talked about me on that album. But more importantly than him saying that was his final album, in those verses, he's talking about his father. 
So it's like for you to be talking about your family and your real experience and then you think of, of me, it tells me that I have done what I'm supposed to do and I'm still doing what I'm supposed to do for this culture. That means more to me than any accolade, any any reward. And he's not the only one to have done it. You know, Kendrick Lamar, yeah. Kanye West, 2 Chainz, Pusha T, you name the best MCs, they have they've the Kanye, said my name. The Kanye one's pretty deep, too. Yeah. I mean, granted, you were friends at the time, like yeah. tight at the time, but yeah. he includes you in like an entire story, basically. He did, he, Kanye, Kanye did that like three or four times early. Like, hey, I'm, I'm all over... The, the the map. I'm all over like college dropout era Kanye. Like, By the way, I, I, I want to tell you this right now. It's really telling about how well Talib was doing out in these streets. The way Kanye referenced you, Kanye <laughs> looked he up. Put Kanye on. Kanye was like, no, but Kanye's whole thing is like t telling girls that he knows Talib yeah. Kweli. <laughs> It yeah, really man, we speaks. was having a lot of fun. You were having a good run. Yeah. That was the, that was the days. Yeah. Um, that is stopped though. Like I was saying, that's so stopped. Yeah. And so what? No, that's what I was saying. I used to party a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, that but is still cool. all connected, right? Because I met uh, Dave Chappelle through Most Def, which is around Talib Kweli. We met Kanye through. I know of Kanye because you gave Most Def beats. Yeah, Kanye. Kanye came to my session looking for Most Def. He had met Most. They exchanged numbers. Most told him to meet at my session. Kanye came to the session. Most never came. So that's how me and Kanye got a relationship. And is that is that get by? That he didn't no, play get before. by in that session. He played a uh, good to you, Gorilla Monsoon rap, and maybe one other. But he he played get by. What's the most later. record that Kanye did? Is it Sunshine? Sunshine, yeah. Where most talks about me that's on that what, record. Yeah, that's what he. I was in Aspen with Most Def, which is I, I was I saw most recently. That is the single most name droppy sentence you've ever had. I was no. in Aspen I with was, Most Def. That I was is Aspen I want to make a T-shirt. Did you have a MAGA hat on? <laughs> <laughs> when most deaf is the first person to ever he's dressed uh, like take a, me to you eat guys dressed like a villain in an 80s ski movie <laughs> what are you doing wait what no Aspen does have wonderful sushi wait and what did most say most deaf is the first person to ever like introduce me to sushi and it was in Aspen after we left the hotel where he was playing that beat the sunshine beat that uh -huh. he was like yo Kanye gave me this beat and I was like the the producer guy like isn't he like a producer yeah that's Quasman that's Kwali's boy. Wow. But you're saying he met him through him. Yeah, he can't. Through you, but he still called him Kwali's boy. Well, because most didn't come to that session. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, I developed a relationship with Kanye so then because he came looking for most. But then, but he wasn't there, so it became your relationship. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And Kanye said to me, like, back in the days, he said this to me. He said, I knew your name, but I wasn't a fan of your music. Right. Like, when Kanye met me, he wasn't checking for Talib Kwali. He came to meet Most Def. He got to like my music from us hanging out which is interesting because yo why are you so jealous of my name drops yo <laughs> no no i'm not i was you jealous today you're living your best life no i enjoy them I, you, you know my first name drop <laughs> ever on a record was this man right here you know that, oh right? i love that one know it i play it yeah that's a good one michelle wolf that was the okay, cypher sounds comedian. freestyle is my name drop no no oh sorry it's on waiting for the dj what don't get gas like cypher sounds what's that from again down for the count down for the count it says, niggas, be gas, like Cypher Sound. Yo, Flex said that a fucking lot. Of course. I mean, it was like, don't get gas every night. It was like, well, it was, a drop. was ubiquitous. Yeah, it was Wait. playing a drop. Yeah. Do you think he was, hold on real quick. Do you think <laughs> no, no, now no. I mean, that I'm, Flex was saying it every night? I knew it was a drop. <laughs> okay. But he, he used the drop a lot. A yeah. lot. A lot. It was great.
So where do you... Uh, right, here we go. Obviously, you care deeply about Jay. You've made that clear. But where in, in the conversation in your mind about the greatest ever, where do you where do you have Jay? My greats is a revolving door as far as who's the number one. But people have the top five conversation. Right. Jay-Z and Nas never leave my top five. Okay. okay. Some days I'm feeling like Jay-Z is the best rapper of all time. Some days I'm feeling like Nas is the best rapper of all time. Some days I'm feeling like Most Def is the best rapper of all time. But those names and a couple of others stay in that rotation. Who are the couple of others, honey? Black Thought. You know, actually, Black Thought is pretty much my go-to number one. Wow. I agree. You know, as far just as far as the art of MC. Working the working right now, as far as the art of MC, there's there is no better working MC than Black Thought. Wow. Well, here's the funny thing. Remember when Black Thought dropped that freestyle on Funkmaster Flex, like that mm-hmm. crazy long? Mm-hmm. I was with Dave somewhere, Chappelle. I know where the story's going to go. And Most Def goes... Oh, no, I don't. No, Most Def... The freestyle had just come out. And Most Def goes, Dave, I need to perform on your show. And Dave's like, why? He goes, I want to do the Black Thought freestyle on stage. <laughs> right. And I'm like... Most Def knows every Black Thought verse by heart. Instantly. Yeah, he could just pull pull him up. Wait, 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 wait. He's that big he's a psychotic a fan for And Black he's Thought. a savant with the shit. Like yeah. most with his memory for lyrics is some other shit. Yeah. On top of him being a huge Black Black Thought fan. Like he is could, this common? Is this everyone knows this? I don't know. Most no. most could r- rattle off verses from me that never even came out from the 90s. He's one of those guys. He'd be like, yo, you had said this on this demo tape song. And I'm like, I don't remember saying that so at did all. So com- <laughs> did he completely geek out when Black Thought jumped on the Respiration remix? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, I, to be honest with you, I think it's developed. I can't say that any of us, we knew Black Thought was special back then, but I don't think back then that we were like Black Thought's the best of all time. I think that developed over the years of, of the course. consistency of the records and the performances. Like, wait a second, something's going on with this Tariq Trotter dude. And also, he's uh, he's in a group and it's a band. Yeah, he never gets his props because yeah, it's about. Props. It's always been about the band. But that's what this this whole conversation is about mm-hmm. now. Being that you think Black Thought is such the... 3,000 is, is, is in that, too. And of course. He, he stays in that rotation, too. But Black Thought, for example, is the one of the illest MCs. But now does all this other stuff around Jay affect people's uh, perception of oh, why absolutely. he's the best? And it should. It should. Uh, MCing, when you're having those... Co- this is my opinion. You're having a conversation about who's the best. It can't just be about who's the best lyricist bar for bar. Right. Or else everyone would say, you know, Homeboy Sandman could be in your top five. Like he's very good bar yeah, for bar. Shout out yeah. to my guy, Homeboy Sandman. Right, I, I know that's your man, but he don't. He his name don't come up in these conversations. No. as good as he is. Right. Is it because he's not famous? Well, it's because of, because because of a series of factors. Like you have to be good for me, and I'm an MC. I put myself in high regard, but I'm not arrogant enough to put myself in my top five. Mm. I know I'm in some people's top fives. I appreciate it. I think I deserve to be in some people's top five. If that's the, your subjective opinion, mm-hmm. the argument could be made that I deserve to be in someone's top five. Okay. That's, that's a Fair. valid Absolutely. argument. You'll take Absolutely. that. Yep. Right. <laughs> but for my top five, it needs to be a series of factors. How, how, how do you get your music out? How do you produce your music? Right. Do you know how to perform? Do you know how to tell stories? Do you know how to, you know, your your impact on the culture? Everything. It's, it's all these factors. Right. Mm-hmm. Who's it reaching? Are you are you actually are you, are you able and savvy right. enough to get right. it? Right, being people? an MC is not just about knowing how to rap. It's about being a fucking MC that you can step on that stage with other MCs mm-hmm. and the room is going to recognize. That's why I feel like I deserve to be in that conversation 
Because I feel like whether or not you think I'm better than Jay-Z or Black Thought is subjective. But everybody knows if I'm in that room mm-hmm. and there's a cipher going on, I'm going to be invited to participate yeah, with the 100%. greats. Yeah. You know? and, and, and in applying that to Hove, is that one of the things that makes him a choice for number one? Is that even in a room amongst the best, mm-hmm. he's likely to be seen as the best yes. or command the stage the most? Yes. And, um, you know, I enjoy watching most deaf perform better than I like watching Jay-Z perform. Mm-hmm. There's a different scale. You know, but like I'll go to a Jay-Z show and it might be like explosions and yeah. screens and the crowd, the, the energy of the crowd and the stadium is like, shh. but then I'll go to see Most Def with Robert Glasper playing the with Blue three, Note, three right. people with the Blue Note and I'm mesmerized in a way I've never been before. And I've seen Most Def perform a million times. Yeah. I went to see him with Robert Glasper and I was like, I had like a spiritual experience. Oh, what he was mad doing. I missed that. You I know, went. but while I'm like, I can name MCs that I like better on stage than Jay-Z. There's not many MCs that I can name who have impacted the culture or whose songs that I like better than Jay-Z's songs. Like, when you think about that era, like, like 97 Rockefeller era, like, certain certain pockets of Jay-Z music, the way it imp- impacted the culture, the level of skill yeah. at which he was making hit records and the fact that they were doing them with such a precision laser focus that you knew at the you knew that whatever happened at Rockefeller, in the fourth quarter, Jay-Z dropped something to make sure that the numbers is in the black. Mm-hmm. And it's not just about business. Business, sure. But whatever he's going to drop, it's going to be like 4 a.m., we in the way to the club. Mm-hmm. It's going to be something that's like, woo. You know, like that's hard to do. I know that's hard to do because I did it for, I do it for a living. I know how hard it is for Jay-Z to have 10 summers in a row. Yeah, That's fucking impressive. Mm. A very well said now. Uh, I'm what glad we got this guy. Well, I, I, this was a good booking. <laughs> this made sense. Um, what is your favorite Jay album? Uh, Reasonable Doubt. Really? Uh, yeah, Over we, Blueprint and Heartbeat. No, no decision there. Yeah, yeah, Blueprint is a phenomenal piece of work. But it's like Godfather, Godfather 2. It's like without Godfather, there is no Godfather 2. So while you could technically say on many aspects and levels that Godfather 2 was maybe a technically Better more proficient movie, movie yeah. you can't, it's not without the original, there's no even, even premise. So I feel like, yes, as good as Blueprint is, it's got to be reasonable doubt. And and it, Blueprint was also good is because Jay-Z's pairing with Kanye and Just Blaze. But, I mean, you know, it's just Premiere and EZLP and all the people who's doing those beats. Ski. Ski, Ski on that. The, the beats that were on. No, EZLP wasn't on. Yeah, not up. No, he was on the, the, the Nas shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Biggie. Yeah. Um, but, like, Ski, like, Ski Beats shit, like, you know, fuck, fucking that, that reasonable doubt shit. That split my wig. And what would you say? We always talk about Blackout, uh, Blueprint, and Reasonable Doubt. What's mm-hmm. the next one that you love? Is it a lot? Most a lot. Of I mean, I black. like a lot of Jay Z albums. I like um, I like Volume Two. I not like vi- Volume Two. Mm-hmm. Um, I like uh, Dynasty. Does that does that count as a Jay? Yeah, album? yeah, we count it. Yeah, it is technically. Um, I like Volume. I like Volume Three. I like uh, Volume One is what grew on me during doing this podcast. I'm at the re- time, I might have to revisit it. Because at the time, I was very disappointed. Yeah, I remember everybody. That was right? the, 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 the real hip hop purist thing. Revisit was like, it. Yeah, I need yeah, to revisit the pro- it. We we we've been we, doing we, our research. We were too we were too purist. Is that what it was? And, and the no, track, the, the the sequencing is what fucked up the album. The sequencing mm-hmm. has moments when you're like, "Yo, is this commercial bullshit ever going to stop?" They, he put three commercial commercial jokes. three or four in a row, and it ruined the album. Right. Because now going back on our research, is that the one with the uh, with the? Don't say it. Yeah, the, the Foxy Brown, not the Foxy Brown, the, the, the yeah, Baby like, Face. Foxy Brown's mm-hmm. on that too. Yeah, the Baby Face. It's called. All, it's called Sunshine. Sunshine. We've talked about it so much. 
Sunshine is want to mention it anymore. Even when I said most Dev had a record called Sunshine, I you was didn't like, want to say it. Most Dev had a record called Sunshine. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, you know, Jay. Um, yeah, he has some good. Good. Oh, American Gangster. American That's Gangster. What all rappers say. Yeah. Rappers, rappy rap types go to that album. Yeah, that was that was uh, cinematic, and for lack of a better word, at this point. What's your views on uh, Watch the Throne? I love that album. That album was revolutionary to me. I was so happy when that album came out. I was like, yes, this is exactly it. They was recording that shit at the Mercer Hotel. Like, the, two of the best rappers in the game, two of the most papered up rappers in the game, fucking... sitting in a hotel room like how we sitting there. Yeah. They recorded that, that shit like this. Yeah. And then and then treated it like a real project. Like That was revolutionary to going me. Going at each other. And, and going at each other. The things they were talking about, they, they, that's pro-black. That's that's both of the most pro black albums. Like yeah, they just talk about they have a black agenda on that album. Murdered yeah. Excellence. Yeah, man, it's just so oh, good. Yeah. The Frank Frank Ocean, Eighty Eight yeah. Keys, the people who came together to help that that out, that project take off. They that's a beautiful project. A, the tour uh, was great. They the jack was, a Public Enemy song on there. That's how pro black that. It's album a black. Is. It's a black <laughs> album. And that and I, I that album was helpful to me to help defend people that I respected like Kanye and Jay-Z at that time from the more underground purist people would be like, eh. I'm like, look at what y'all, y'all not listening to what they doing. Yeah. They doing what you say that we supposed to be doing. Right. right. At least for that album. And yeah. and you, it's what you say people are supposed to do and the people you're saying should do it. You have no idea even what their lifestyle is like at this point. Right. You're holding them to standards of your life. Right. Which is an unreasonable standard. Just right. to, and they still did it. And they still did it. They, they still, still did it. it. And there's then the RZA joint on there. The Pete Rock fucking, that they yeah, did. Like, Pete Rock, right. Yeah, they had a Pete like, Rock joint. And this Pete Rock joint, Um, I had that joint. You there, have that beat? I start, Strong Arm Steady, I still have I still have the song. Strong Arm Steady recorded to that song. And then Pete was like, Kanye wants, because it wasn't Jay-Z. We didn't know about Jay-Z. It was like, Kanye wants to buy this beat. And we had a meeting, and we was like, "Yo, we can't stand in the way of Pete Rock and a Kanye." Placement. Wait, so there's a chance Beautiful. that if you guys were assholes, we never would have gotten the, the. Well, I don't think we. I don't think we were in a position to say no. <laughs> you know, I think I think Pete just ha- was courteous enough, right, to be like, "Guys, please." Yeah. yeah, I don't. I think if we had been like, "Nah, we keeping a beat," he would have been like, "Fuck y'all." How do you think they did <laughs> with it relative to what you would? That done? song is good. A strong arm steady song is excellent. Strong, you know, the strong arm steady song is a lot more structured, like a song. Crondon is a genius when it comes to that. And I love Crondon. When it comes to songwriting. So it's a lot, the, the Jay-Z song is like, they kind of talk about separate things on that right, record. Right, right, Kanye's right, in yeah. a different space than Jay-Z's on that record. Right. Both of their verses together, are good. Yeah. But you could, they're but you still about, get you still get Hove going, Pete Rock, let the needle drop. We yeah. never would have had that. Right. And you remember, if we if you reference back to my stories about Jay-Z, first time I ever met him and have a conversation in life, we talked about Pete Rock. And I was like, oh, when are you going to work with him? And he was like, oh, I don't know. It took 20 years. Yeah. Which is amazing when you think about a guy who did so many songs with Premiere and No ID and all these other producers that we love, but that never happened. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, from an MC standpoint. Oh, he's an MC. Yeah, I know. That's why I wanted to ask He's him. fantastic. A little something. So... What is it about Jay-Z that us non-MCs maybe can't appreciate about what he does? Ooh, good question. I know. I do it for um, so I was good. watching. You're, you're, going, you're trying to get that Edward R. Murrow <laughs> award. Good question. I wanna, I'm going to win a Marconi with this. <laughs> um, I was watching the Hip Hop Evolution um, on Netflix yeah. series, which I think is a good series. And I think they've done a relatively good job do, at doing their homework. They talk about Jay-Z. 
and they talk about the early years of Jay-Z. And I've seen a lot of tapes of Jay-Z rapping online, and I remember Jazz and Jay-Z, and I remember when Jay-Z came out and he was doing like 5% raps. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, and, but I forgot just how good he was. Like seeing those tapes on hip hop, I was like, oh, I forgot that when you saw Jay-Z, it was like seeing like a spaceship or some shit. The mm. way that he was rapping, the double time flow and the way him and Jazz was going back and forth, it was just something to behold. And it's like the, the going so fast and having so much content, I wasn't aware that he had any sort of street level respect. I didn't know the legacy of Jazz O on the streets at mm. that point. I was a fan. I was in junior high school. Yeah. You know, those guys come from like official, official, real street shit. But, you know, seeing him was just like this thing, this stuff he's doing as an MC is like that. And from that to original flavor, like I really love that Can I Get Open record. Me too. I'm you a know? huge Can I Get Open fan. This is such a uh, J, you get an A, you get way past why uh, I'm so crazy. crazy. Uh, uh, like everything he was doing on there was just me as a writer. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? And then for it, when it culminated in Reasonable Doubt, that's what I realized. I was like, okay, this is not just someone who has some dope verses. Like, this guy is this guy is really good at making music. That's what I think Jay Z excelled because I think that he was competing with all these rappers in the city. You hear about these storied battles with him and, and DMX and them and running yeah. around the streets and going uptown and in Brooklyn and and you see some of the footage. And he was competitive on that level and it was real street shit because it was only in that was separate that was going on at the same time that I was in Washington Washington Square Park. We just had dreadlocks and the supernatural and the bush babies. And yeah. We're <laughs> having fun and we're 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 ferociously rhyming at each other. Yes. But it's like to dap each other up yeah. and the cipher. And it's not battle. Those guys was battling, you know, in the yeah. street. Like if that's the precursor to that's... like when you see Loda Lux and and, and, yeah. and Calico and them now. Yeah. Um, that's so interesting though to think that you guys were all doing the same thing but totally differently. Yeah, it was they were they were doing the drug dealer version. The of it. drug dealer, the street, the more street version. Yeah, and, and it's perfect because you were doing Washington Square Park, right? Which is exactly where it's just the, the artisan artist shit. It's exactly where shit. it should be happening down the street yeah. from NYU. It's yeah. a different situation. That's yeah. amazing. But um, do you, is there one record of his that you think rhyme wise you've always been like, yo, this right here, what he was doing right here, just blows your mind? Um. I mean, you know, the the fast, the, the, the fast. So that was, it was more the fast type thing. And that you. was the start. But he he moved away from that fairly quickly. Right. He pulled it out to show you his skill. And he definitely did it. You 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 toured with him, didn't you? I've done shows with him. You done shows. I wouldn't shows. say tour, yeah. Uh, but, you you know, you, he definitely pulls it out on stage to let you know. Well, from our research on this podcast, we learned a lot. Like, he was doing a lot of that fast stuff. Cause Kane would bring him out on stage. Yeah, when Kane was doing an outfit they, change, they talk about that. They show they, that's that's the footage I never seen in Hip Hop Evolution. Yeah, they got footage of him opening for Kane, yeah. right. and I had never seen that. We footage. played that audio. Opening. It's in the middle of Kane's yeah. show, so he could change his outfit. We, and he was like, "Here's a nobody who's gonna rap for you while I change clothes." And he was like, "How do I fucking grab these people?" And he started doing that. You know what I mean? Like, and, and and by the way, you got to hear that audio. But the great thing about the way we did it is, is we only played it for three seconds. So I'm sure it's better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was better than whatever they did on yeah, Netflix. Yeah, I'm positive. Um, <laughs> um, but, you know, it was... Um, the, the, when, when Reasonable Doubt came out, <laughs> so things like The Evils, the evils whoo, Feeling It, um, 22 Twos, it, it was, I was... I was... I used to party with Maria Davis and Mad Wednesdays. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, that was the overlap for me. All the drug dealers was partying there. I was partying there too. But I didn't know that it was a drug dealer party. 
know what I'm saying? It's all her Jay-Z album. I'm like, oh, okay, this is what Maria was, this is what Maria was hanging Who out with. Who is she again? She's a party promoter. She's a party promoter. Yeah. She passed away, right? She yeah. did. And it's her voice on the Maria album, correct? Yeah, on yeah. Feeling It, I think. No, right? it's 22 nah. twos. 22 twos. Yeah. Now, so he mentions it in or is maybe the he says it, later he says Mad Wednesdays as another reference. I think the feeling of video might have been at Mad Wednesdays or maybe. something like that. Oh, well, that, that's like possible because yeah. there was a feeling at single. Yeah. Now, Saif, one of my favorite um, Jay moments that we haven't talked about at all on the show was the Dear Summer freestyle for Flex, mm-hmm. which was pretty late in the game. It was like oh four maybe. And it ended up becoming a song, and the song was cool. But to me, the version he did on the radio mm-hmm. and hearing Flex play that freestyle over and over again. Yeah. First of all, were you there for it? Is that the one where he came back from Europe? He comes in like... Yeah, I was there, yeah. He he was in Europe for like three months. Doesn't he say like <laughs> truffle season or some shit? Yeah, he, this is, I mean, I'm trying to remember what he says at first. But, it's um, like the Superman, something about... Yeah, he goes, step inside the booth, Superman's yeah. alive, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that one. But, like, his freestyle moments are epic. They're different. Yeah, he's not coming off the top. But Jay-Z, he's, 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 a, he's a perfectionist. Um, and so he, I think he, and he, and he's very calculated. He understands moments and how to create moments. Yes. And so he understands that the city is listening to Jay. He understands that if I'm going to flex at this moment, I have to say something that's going to be historic in yeah. this moment. I have to present it in a way that adds to my legend. Mm-hmm. It makes me think of the Stretch and Barbito, uh movie. Right, mm-hmm. and they interview Jay Z. Right, and he's Bobito is. At, well, first of all, Bobito has a, like a bag of tapes, and Jay Z is like so amazed that he has a bag that he carries himself. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "What's what's that?" It's like you carry this around. It's like a bag. I, I I always in my mind picture Jay Z with like someone carrying all his bags. Like niggas still carry bags around. <laughs> what the fuck, got this bag for? But then he, he plays him this tape of him rapping, and Jay Z's listening to it. He plays in the shape of the Big L shit, yeah. the Big L freestyle. Yeah, yeah, right? that we all know. Right. And, and you can find it anywhere on YouTube. Right. And Jay-Z's listening to it. He goes, pretty good, Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. That that moment right there, I'm like, that's Jay-Z in a nutshell. Yeah. Jay-Z is sitting at home listening to himself like, pretty good, Jay-Z. Yeah. That's Even back so, then. Yeah. Well, and, and he's such a master of a moment. Like on the freestyle we were just listening to on Dear Summer, he, it may not be a freestyle, it's a written, mm-hmm. but he knows how it's going to play when he does it. And he has spots where he stops, you know, and and allows these like cutting lines to kind of so. And that whole thing's filled with subliminals. He's yeah. talking. He's also he's one of the all time sublim masters. I mean, oh, yeah. he is the sublim. Master. Were you were you nerdy enough with it to to catch all of his things? Yeah, or no? I mean, I I can't say I remember every little dig and every little thing he was responding to. Because there I are some know, people that'll be like, bro, yeah. don't break break them all. What down. I do know is that Jay Z, even he later in his career, he bragged about being high in the air that he doesn't hear the subliminals or something. He has a lyric like that, mm-hmm. but that lyric wasn't particularly accurate because Jay Z very rarely let something slide. He misses no, that, nothing. That I, I'm going to tell you the one thing he, the that only line just, is a sublim. There's, there's only one person, which, what, who's the subliminal at everybody? No, I'm, it's a sublim saying, I don't listen to your, but, your he, but he's listening goes, to everything. Obviously you do. You wouldn't have mentioned it. Right. Yeah. And he, and he, you know, uh, the most fun one is the 50 cent one. You know what I'm saying? I'm about a dollar. What the fuck is 50 cent? Because what that did was it connected JD was going on the streets and it it really, it, it helped 50. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, there, I don't think 50, that, that line at that point, Jay-Z was, Jay-Z was so large at that point for 50 to be like down where he was at, yeah. making so much noise, yeah. 50 was banging on the industry door at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that line was like, you're in. Now, speaking of which, who, since Jay-Z has been on top, which is now 
going on 20 years. Who's got the closest? I mean, Drake. I, <laughs> I, I was like, in my oh. mind, I was like, Drake. And then I was like, I'm not going to say that. And then I, I got it. Well, <laughs> because no, well, Drake, Drake, as far as hits goes, yeah. and I know one likes to hear this, has surpassed Jay, and he did a long time ago. Yeah, I, I but, that, think, but that doesn't mean he's bigger or more important than no, Jay. No, I, I think that the cultural relevancy we're talking about and the reason why I'm even sitting here for hours talking about some other fucking rapper. You know <laughs> exactly. Like that's not what I'd be doing with my date. No, you know you shouldn't, you shouldn't I wouldn't you know? even. A- honestly, but, out of respect, I wouldn't even ask you about you most did. people. But you did. You asked me about Jay Z with no problem. Right. And the reason why you're comfortable to do that, and why this even makes sense, <laughs> and you right, did nine right. episodes. You're right. Is because Jay Z has achieved a cultural currency mm. that as oh, good as as good as down. as good as Drake is, he's not achieved that yet. Now, I personally believe that Drake is on his way to that. I believe that in a number of years, there are kids who there are kids who for their their age group, Jay Z Drake is their Jay Z. They're 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 at Brooklyn Bowl and all over the world. People do parties where they play nothing but Drake music. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Like Drake is 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 that is that shit. And Kanye to a degree has that too. In 20 years, when Jay is in his late 60s mm-hmm. and Drake is in his 50s, 52, whatever. They may have more of a, a close association oh, I, than we can even oh, see right now. Oh, it's going to get closer, absolutely. They're going to get closer. That's not even a question. There could be a tour together. They could be invented. We That's don't not know even a where question. it's going to go. I agree with that. I agree with that. I feel like, you know, I don't think people saw Drake coming, and I think that's part of it. You know, people... I don't think Drake saw Drake coming. Yeah, people didn't see Drake coming, and I think, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the pushback to the Drake thing is is because of the his, his audacious, unapologetic... I'm singing to a certain segment of the population and, and people get offended by that. Drake has made, and, and he's not always good with that too. From what I hear, you know, Drake is, is so there's, there's, there's criticism about Drake within activist circles and within feminist circles and w- womenist circles that he's, he's singing about an unrealistic version of what a woman, or he's singing about having too much control over what he thinks a woman should be. Um, you know, there's people who say he's too soft. There's people who say he's not a gangster. There's people. There's all types the, of criticism. the no writing thing is a big, or not yeah, enough the, writing. Yeah, the, the, I the, the say. ghost oh, writing. No, I never thing. said that. He the, definitely writes. Yeah, the he ghost writing. He puts out thing. so much music, man. He writes. He writes ninety percent. All of it. If, like, if he writes ninety five percent of his music and the amount of music he puts out, it's very hard to argue. Yeah, the write. writing thing never. But hey, fuck. But that, you're a DJ, that. not an MC, and there are MCs who get bothered by it more. Yeah, I don't think most. We have an MC here. What about you, Tyler? Yeah, it doesn't bother me at all. At all. The song is king. The song is king. I don't give a fuck who wrote it. Did you ever get help writing verses? No. Chorus? <laughs> Chorus is absolutely. Chorus, yes. Chorus you did. Absolutely. Get. Okay. Absolutely. Um, I I probably have only written maybe half of my choruses. Like I am not the chorus is writing chorus. I I I'm not good at that. I'm I'm, I'm a lyricist. No one ever gave you a line. Most never threw you a no, line. No, I've given people lines. But you're you know telling what? me Black Star album, y'all are going back and forth, and well, most never said though. I've given people lines. But no one has ever given me a line that I used. Really? Not that I'm opposed to it. I'm not saying it's because I would never accept. I just, that's my, that is my superpower. Like, that's, that's what I do better than anybody. Like, never, I'm not, did as, anyone ever throw you a line, but you just didn't use it? You were like, ah, word, word, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, song concepts, song ideas, hook ideas, um, all of that. But right. when it comes to the actual 16, 24 bar verses or whatever, the verses. It's all you. It's all me. 100%. So who else should be in this, this conversation with Jay? Who else is in Nas. There? Nas. Big? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Eminem? 
that that argument could be made. Uh, Big is not in that. Well, he is because of the cultural impact thing. Yeah, there's so much weight impact, to it. But there's so much more we discussed that Big wasn't even alive for. Yeah, but y'all could do this a nine piece thing on Big. Yeah, you could. It would just be very. Anyone different. you could do a nine piece thing on, it deserves to be in that conversation. Those, yeah, could we do? Why a, he keep saying nine. It's ten. It's ten, ten whatever. Because I'm on the. I'm You're on, on ten. The, okay, there's nine so far. Okay, yeah, y'all could do that on Big Easy. Easy, you could do it. You could do it on Eminem. You could do it on Tupac. You could do it on Pac. Yeah. So the net of the whole thing is you guys think Jay-Z is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I do. It worked out. <laughs> Saif, did you, did you learn anything? Uh, did I learn it today or No, in the whole podcast oh in general. Oh, my God, so much. Really? So much. Uh, Will I you really write a report? Liked, I really liked what? Will you write a report on what you learned? <laughs> <laughs> I really liked the question you asked Talib Kweli today about uh, being an MC, having the MC ear. That's one thing we didn't really, really ever have. Because it's hard to get one rapper to talk about another rapper. Well, but that's, that's such a good point that Kwali made. There's so few people that you'd be willing to be like, I will sit here and talk about another man's yeah. greatness in emceeing. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. But with Jay, everyone is willing to be that way. Right. I, I haven't met one artist who, when you ask about Jay, gets weird about it. Yeah, They're had, all um, willing to. I had IDK on my podcast. You know mm -hmm. him? Of course. My uh, my. He's from your part of the, that's exactly part of right. the world. Um, he's a very exciting artist. I really like I think his album's phenomenal, by I'm blown away by this dude's album, bro. Me too. It's, it's like, I can't stop telling people about it. Uh, I'm so glad to hear it's that. It's so good. Um, but it, one of the things that came up was, you know, he didn't grow up on Jay-Z. He grew up on Kanye and Drake. And, you know, he was talking about how 50 Cent, when he grew up, he wanted to be 50 Cent. He's like, because 50 Cent was like a superhero to him. He's like, got shot with nine bullets. He looked like an action figure. Yeah. You know, it's like, True. you can't stop him. You know, and he said that back then, people older than him that, him that were into hip-hop kept talking about Jay-Z. He said, I didn't get it. He was like, I didn't, I didn't get it. And I understand. He said, but then when I started taking music seriously, because he said at first he was just fucking around with the rap. So when we started taking rap seriously, he was like, oh, this is that dude. You know what I'm saying? So it's interesting that when you talk about whether or not people had those conversations, he's growing up, like not even checking for Jay-Z at all until he gets in the music. Until he gets there and then is... Yeah, yeah, that okay. That's he was, why he, he knew Kanye though. He knew Drake. He knew Fifty Cent. He knew Lil Wayne. He was like, very excited talking to me about what the, the impact that these artists had on him. Jay wasn't like that for him. It was different. But this is a perfect bow to the end of this series that we're doing because that's the thing. I can't even listen to you if you say Jay Z's not <laughs> the greatest. If you are, if you don't know about, it, listen to his stuff, mm -hmm. right? So I'm like looking at you like one day you will go back and listen and you will think of me and apologize in your brain or maybe in person of the enlightenment you get. From Hove. Right. Yeah, these... So, like, I, when we have this conversation, is Jay the greatest or Drake or Kanye or M, all these other people, and you don't know Jay's catalog enough, then I can't... It, you don't even... Your answer doesn't But that kind of goes for everything, right? And that's why I think it's important for curators of the culture, people like yourselves to be the people to take the lead on having these conversations. Because these conversations are having happening all over the line. I mean, all over the internet, like like the whole list thing. You know what I'm saying? Like the problem with that list conversation is motherfuckers was weighing in, had no business weighing in. It was like, it, it, those lists mean nothing. They're so subjective, but it became a huge part of this talking point. Like everybody weighed in. Did, did you make a list? Yeah. I show your, your list. Did you make a list? No. No, he, he doesn't have to do the morning list. show anymore. So I made the list. <laughs> and make then, a and, list ever. And then what I did, though, was a, I was annoyed by it, too. So mm -hmm. I made one immediately just for fun because I didn't know what it was going to become. It was the first day. Mm -hmm. And then it became such an annoying thing that a couple weeks later, I said, you know what I'm going to do instead of a list? I'm actually on my Sunday night show. 
I'm just going to play the music by these artists for two hours. Mm -hmm. Because we're talking about them. They're not even listening to the music. Right, and it, you don't even know who we're really talking about. They're people, just names. People are making those lists at, at this point for the clicks and the views. It's like people have no, it's nothing to I do like with the, the um, I like the Goops there was a take there, on the list. The Goop, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow's mm -hmm. um, platform. Okay, yeah. I like their take You go to Goop? The, no, I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I've never even seen Goop before. I don't even know what it is. I've heard of it. It's Gwyneth you know Paltrow's is, right? lifestyle website. Yeah. Um... Talib, thank you for doing this, mm -hmm. for thank coming you. on. And this, you, you were the perfect person to put a bow on this yeah, season man. with. You know, I've, I ha there's a possibility. Next I'll year, you're going to do 10 episodes about me. Well, and I'm going to come and... I'm gonna come and curate everyone, and I'm gonna have <laughs> executive start. producer rights. And I'm, <laughs> have, I'm gonna have final final cut. It is interesting you say that. Without giving too much away, mm -hmm. there is a chance we have to talk to you again next season. Yeah. Okay. There's a good chance. Um, hey, Talib, thanks, man. Thank you. Hope you come out tomorrow night and hang out with us. Yeah, tomorrow night, sure. This happening right tomorrow. Yeah. Are you gonna come? <laughs> I'll play the Get By Remix. November. Saif, <laughs> you wanna play Get By Remix? Yo, Saif and I had an argument already. Uh -huh. Saif says to me, direct okay. quote. He go. Talking about what Holly's you said. going to agree with me. Okay, so speaking about what you said earlier about like you don't want DJs to play certain shit. So we already had a conversation when we go on about who's going to open for us and what kind of stuff they're going to play. Mm -hmm. We don't really want them to touch the 90s stuff till we get on. Right. And Sife right away goes, yo, I'm playing Redefinition. Yeah. <laughs> that was the first thing he said. I'm playing Redefinition. Well, that's the name that. of the party. Don't play that. No, the party's no, definition. we came up with the name after. after we had that argument. Oh, that's true. So he goes, I, I want to play Redefinition. I was like, well, all right, I'll play regular definition. He was like, all right, we'll play it then. And I was like, all right. And then, then Ain't that the beauty of that song? So, you can both play it. It's enough have, for everybody. Which one? There's enough, enough definition to go around. I right. have a vinyl from Raucous where it goes, Lord, but then the redefinition drops. No, redefinition no, drops. You yes, I don't. Yes, I do. Are y'all playing vinyl only? No, no, but now I have to find that. You got to find it and make, he, make he, it into a compressed MP3. He to play tells for the... so many stories about things he has. That's why immediately he's like, "No, I you don't, don't have that." I'm saying you do, but fuck you, because we're never going to hear it. You're no. never going to find it. It's sitting <laughs> in your basement. <laughs> really? They put yes. it on vinyl yes. as a white one of the white labels. Like, okay, Those I'll tell you exactly what it looks like. It's the raucous label. Like, it's but with, like but with there was a, there was like, a lot uh, of confusion. Orange cream soda color, but they don't have a title. I know there was a lot of confusion about how to release that song because on some pure art shit we were like this song is a two-part song it's called the, whole, the it's called redefinition and it's six minutes long and this is our single and then jared and brian convinced us to chop it in half and call one definition and, and, and that's why you have that version because right. it was this, there was this whole two-week argument about you guys no one's gonna play a six-minute song i have to tell you in this case they got it right yeah, it's not the first and only time they got that right. And, was a couple of things. and definition. It was it was it was a partnership that helped us do well. And definition <laughs> is, is is more of the party record, right? Yeah. But man, I didn't know that they had that even exists. That's amazing. Yeah. I might have more. You might have multiple copies? I gotta get in the basement. We gotta go to the yo, go to we gotta go to the basement. Right, hey Qua, go. thank you, man. Thank you. Quali, thank you so much, man. Peace. It's an honor and privilege. Even knowing you, being friends with you, being oh, able to call you. I feel the you. same about y'all. No, I really do. I was thinking yeah. at the beginning, but it's too morose, so I don't like saying it. But I'm going to say it now anyway. What? What? Well, I was thinking about it. I was like, I have a, such a relationship with Kuali over the years 
It's one of those things you don't talk about your relationship. But if God forbid something happened to one of us, I'd be like, yo, no, that was my friend. Like, that's my guy. That's and right. Talking about speaking at the funeral. Yes, remember the funeral. No, Twitter. He's giving me my flowers no, while no, I'm No, I'm giving here, you, I, I'm if I want to let right you know here. what I would tweet about you if you <laughs> okay. died. So, yeah, I want to hear it, man. So, you know. Because too often in hip hop, we lose people. I'm like, no, I really love that guy. Yeah, no doubt. I but we love it. you, man. You've always been so supportive from day one. No doubt. And, I, you know, I, I'm glad to have done this with y'all. A lot of thank yous we got to hit real quick um, before it's all said and done. Um, all of our guests who helped tell the story, of course, Big Daddy Kane, DJ Scratch, Mr. C, Kim Osario, Austin Williams, Clark Kent, Donnie Kwok, Daytuan Thomas, um, Eviani, uh, and of course, today's guest, Talib Kweli. Woo, uh, sh- shout out to everyone there. Big shout out to everyone at Endeavor. Sife, special shout out to Angie Martinez. Also, shout out to Cartuna Radio. That's the company that Glenn works with who did that cartoon last week. It was super cool. Um, and of course, everyone, if you want to meet everyone from WANEP this season and forever, come out to the Bowery shout out, Ballroom. You didn't shout out Mass Appeal. Yo, fuck them, son. You didn't even shout out our friends at Mass Appeal. That's not nice at all. Oh, sorry. I didn't shout out Mass Appeal yet? No, you said Endeavor. Anyway, oh my shout God. out to good friends at Mass Appeal. Shout out to Savannah, who's been holding us down, dealing with our bullshit. Nah, shout nah, nah, to- nah. Bump Savannah. Shout out to Mark Grandi. Well, you don't have to diss Savannah. No, no, no. Shout out we Mark. We have to take... No, no, I'm Team Mark. You have to pick sides, right? Oh, well, then I'm Team Savannah. You're Team Savannah? You're not You're not Team Grandi? Uh, his name bugs me. Is it Italian? No, is shout it out to Spanish? everyone at Mass Appeal. Um, really, really, it's a great, honestly, Mass Appeal is such a cool place to come to work, to have like this hip hop, a place that has like this just hip hop feel to it. There's so many yeah. people in the building, people that I know and even don't know well, you know, who yeah. you awkwardly just see because the entire building is glass. So you have to have like awkward run ins with absolutely everyone. And um, I love I love going to the bathroom and hearing like Fuji album cuts playing in the bathroom. Yes. Like just real hip hop oh. shit. And by the way, everyone at Mass Appeal is invited to our party tomorrow night at Bowery Ballroom. And if you don't come, no pressure, dead to me. <laughs> um, no, but shout out to everyone who helped on the podcast. Most specifically, our team, all right, our guy, our associate producer, Rob Dozier. Of Rob course. Dozier. Dozier. Dozier, Dozier, I believe. Dozier. Of course, Gibran Mendez, who did a ton of research and had to do a ton of work digging through old one apps, finding things on the internet. We appreciate you, man. Dan Panarisi, who I actually consider to be, Saif, I don't know if you know this, in real life, my best friend. Really? No, no, I, I don't know him very well, but I think he's a really nice dude who did a great job. So shout out to Dan. Um, and our executive producer was Chiquita Pascal or Chiquita Pascal. Um, who also had to deal with a ton of stuff with us, managing to get us together, um, and did an awesome job helping to cultivate the sound that was WANEP this season. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for holding us down. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you this, guys. We were, we were recording an episode of WANEP, and we stepped into the hallway, and our boy Sasha, our boy Peter, who owns Mass Appeal, and another owner of Mass Appeal was standing in the hallway, and that would be the one and only Nazir Jones. And mm. we talked to him about season two. Mm-hmm. And he 
thoroughly declined. So we'll figure out what we're gonna do. We'll figure it well, out. I, it wasn't it wasn't so much of a decline as it was him going, What's what's one EP? And we were like, oh, <laughs> forget it. Um, also, while we're at it, Juan Epp is a production of Mass Appeal and Endeavor Audio and is also created by producer Samantha Allison of Endeavor Audio and associate producer Savannah Jeffries, young Sav, Savvy Sav of Mass Appeal, as well executive producer Mark Randi of Mass Appeal and Dave Easton or Dave Yastone of Endeavor Audio. Cedric Wilson is our mix engineer and 7D soul singer and Kasim Bradley is our recording engineer. Saif, Saif, that's it. That's the whole season. That's it, man. Jay-Z is the greatest. Jay-Z is the GOAT. That's it. We decided. It's official. You want to argue with us? Come to Bowery Ballroom tomorrow. Saif, wait till you see the Dapper Dan Gucci hoodie I'm wearing to our party. Oh, Oh, I should probably get something to wear, right? What are you wearing? Gucci? I'm wearing the Dapper Dan Gucci collab, my most expensivest hip-hopist item. You, wow, okay. I don't know what I'm so, all right. Shit. Go get an old Rockus t-shirt or something. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>